0: Welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm one of your hosts. Every week, we bring you interviews with female and non binary makers of all kinds from all over the world. Today's guest is Sadie May of The Awesome Orange. Um, Sadie's story is pretty cool. I would say that she's been uh, a maker um, and like just a self made person, meaning like, you know, she's basically taught herself everything (laughs) um, from the get go, whether it was about making or or other work. So I think you can say that that spirit uh, is in her blood. So really great getting to learn more about her journey into all the things she does now, like YouTube and her blog and um, Instagram, TikTok, all like the social media stuff, as well as just like all the information she shares and plans she makes and fun stuff like that so great time getting to chat with her and i know you're going to enjoy this interview before we hop on into it i want to make sure to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on patreon so thank you so much lee at lee runyon annette at 513 woodworks katie thompson women of woodworking kevin lefty's woodshop Christy Twisted Twine, Jeremy at Jeremy Speace, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolmomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Brandy, Studio Obey, Lee, The Rainbow Carver, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued monthly support of the podcast, all of that helps with all the monthly subscriptions it takes to um get this podcast out so you all can listen and or watch Um, so it's very much appreciated if you would like to help support the podcast on a monthly basis you certainly can just head on over to patreon.com forward slash Crafting Revolution and you can check out the different tiers over there once you become a patron no matter what level you choose your name will get added to the list uh, of thank yous at the start of every episode. If you would like to support the podcast but not in an ongoing monthly way please head over to instagram and find at crafting a revolution follow along. hit the link right there in the bio and there's a way for you to do like a one-time donation to the podcast uh, to help keep us going all right with no further ado here is sadie may of the awesome orange okay okay so sadie i like to start by asking my guests to introduce
1: themselves would you do that for me yeah, I am Sadie May with the Awesome Orange. Um, I live in Tempe, Arizona, and I started woodworking or making or trying to make seven years ago. <laughs> and I say trying to make because I had no experience whatsoever. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I've used a drill seven years ago, but so I've come a long way since then. And now I do make all sorts of content, make all sorts of furniture, and it's been a fun journey. Awesome. So we're definitely going to get to all of that good stuff, but
0: I want to take a step back and like ask the broader, what is the uh, story of Sadie May from like Baby Sadie May, <laughs> to, like, and to like, you know, getting to that seven years ago point of like picking up, you know, tools.
1: Okay. So I was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So no way. Iowa. Yeah. That's like 30 miles away from me. Are you yeah. serious? I Totally serious. So I'm an Iowa girl, Midwest girl at heart. Um, we did move away when I was five. So I don't remember a ton of Iowa. Yeah. I <laughs> remember did... cold? <laughs> Vaguely, not really. <laughs> we probably didn't go outside much then when we were that little, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I spent half of kindergarten in Iowa and then we moved to Colorado and we were there for just under a year uh, because my dad wanted to move there because he wanted to live in Colorado and searching for jobs back in the day. And then that wasn't working out. So then we moved to Arizona a year later. And so from like first grade till forever, I've been here. So Arizona definitely feels like home. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, feels like home, but I still have some, my roots back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when like my parents, like hmm, growing up, growing up, it was, I had a pretty dysfunctional, I guess, childhood. Cause after that, once we moved here, my parents got divorced and then we moved around quite a bit. My mom, my dad moved away back to Colorado. My mom got addicted to drugs. <laughs> and so we were pretty much grew up by ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I got married when I was 20 and been married for it'll in next month, it'll be 24 years that I've been married, um, to the same person, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> just because people are always usually like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, we didn't have any children. We've had lots of puppies over the years and just started working. So my first job, I worked at a water company, and then I went into travel school and I was a travel agent for five or six years. And that was an awesome job. I got to go so many different places, and I think. Every young person needs to travel and just see the world. I know it's a lot harder these days with all the restrictions, but just to open up your eyes to, you know, how good we have it here, but also different cultures and different people and different foods and just so much stuff. It just opens your eyes to the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But then I had my whole family uh, worked at an AC company. And so they were always like in the spring and fall here in Arizona, they were not busy because the weather was perfect. So during the summertime, they work nonstop and then they have time off. And so then I was going to this nine to five job and I was like, I want time off when these guys are out going to have fun. So then I was like, okay, I'll become a real estate agent because then I can be my own boss and do my own thing. And, and so I did that for seven years. That was great. And then the market crashed in 2008. And then I went and worked for my husband's company, the AC company, and it was a family business and then quit real estate and just kind of, that became my life for five years. Um, I did like all their accounting, marketing, um, just, we just really grew it. And then I was working like 50, 60 hours a week and hated it. (laughs) I was feeling uh, unappreciated and just, you know, family dynamics because it was uh, dad started the company. The brother worked there. My husband worked there. My sister worked there. It was just like, I just had to go. Mm -hmm. So throughout that whole time, me and my husband had made a couple of investments with real estate because I was a realtor, but all of our houses, we kept pretty vanilla. And we never, I never felt like I nested. I never had the kids. And so it was just like, once I quit, I was like, I want to nest. I want to make my house, my home and make it mine. Mm -hmm. And so I had a girlfriend who was refinishing furniture, just like painting it and doing the whole chalk paint thing. And then I had another uh, friend, he worked at a cabinet shop and he was actually going to make himself a dining room table. Mm -hmm. So I went with him to a, um, Reclaimed barnwood place, and he was picking out wood. And that same day, I picked out wood for my dining room table. And it's funny <laughs> because I'm actually just redid that dining room table this like this week, and I haven't even posted the content yet on it mm-hmm. of it being refinished. But it's been a big um, full circle for me to do the first table I ever built, and then without knowing how to do everything, and then rebuilding it the correct way, and seeing it come full circle um so that kind of started my love um of making with doing that and then I just started making some stuff for my house and of course you posted on social media and people are like oh can you make me this can you make me that and and I didn't know if this is what I wanted to do for a job so I even you know I went on some interviews to see like where I wanted my career to go and then I read a book um the work you love in like 60 days or 90 days. I forget the title of it, but it's basically saying that I need to be an entrepreneur. So I'm not, you know, working. I usually I'm fast paced and all that kind of stuff. So I decided to start my own thing and just make stuff and sell it. And luckily for my previous job, I had a pretty good savings set up and I was able to use that, um, to eat,
0: <laughs> because mm-hmm. I wasn't
1: making money in the beginning mm-hmm. for sure, not enough anyway to survive off of. Um, and then my husband actually quit his job at the same time, like about six months later. And so we were both starting over. So the last seven years has been both of us starting new careers, um, finding work that we love, and growing a business. So it's been been a struggle, but a good struggle because you know you're building it for yourself and you get to reap all the rewards of it and if you mess something up it's your fault it's nobody else's <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i think i mean it sounds like though even just like jumping right into you know working when you did it sounds like everything has been basically self-taught no matter what career you went into oh, like, pretty much yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a let's figure it out type of person. And I'm not always the person who's great at asking questions either. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I just got to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. because even with making stuff, my husband worked in the AC field. So he's very handy, very mechanical type person. But I don't like him telling me how to do it. I really like to figure it out. And sometimes that would frustrate him. He's like, well, just why don't you ask somebody how to do this? You know, because that's what he would do. And I'm like, no, because I need to figure it out. I need to know why you need to do the things that you need to do, not just do the things because somebody told me I needed to do the things. So I'm definitely like learning that way. And then, of course, you know, I do watch more YouTube videos and stuff like that than ask. And Mm then, um, watch other people on Instagram has been huge just watching they don't even have to tell me what they're doing I just watch them do what they're doing and that has been so cool like stuff you never thought of a tool you never knew existed (laughs) all
0: those kind of things oh yeah absolutely I think like with Instagram especially I'm not as big as at watching YouTube and I think for me personally like I probably would be except for my thing tends to be like to sit down and consume longer content is almost impossible with the age of my children right now. Yeah, like yeah. they're constantly like, Mom, Mom, Mom. I'm like, it's just,
1: it's just 12 minutes. It's going to be 12 <laughs> <Right>. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm not a big YouTube watcher. So I only watch when there's something I need to learn. Like so a specific thing, specific task, yeah. like, Hey, how do you make this joint? Or how do you do this thing? And I'll watch those videos, but I don't usually watch it. For entertainment. So I think that's been a really hard transition for me because I was kind of only been doing YouTube for past, I think it's two years now. So, and it took me a long time to get on the YouTube wagon because I never watched it. I never watched what other people did. I didn't understand it. I didn't you know, I was still figuring out how to make stuff, let alone how to video myself and share how to make stuff with other people. (laughs) So if I was a slow (laughs) progression into YouTube, do you still, I mean, are you still doing like client work? I just finished up a table and chairs and benches for a client, but that was my only client build for, or those three were my only client builds for last year. So I did start with all client builds and now I I still give proposals now and again, but I really ask a million questions to everybody. And I only take jobs that I think are cool and that I think would be good for content or that maybe I can get a brand behind or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because to me, I couldn't charge enough doing client work to live comfortably you know you could survive on it but I also wasn't the type of person because I work a lot slower so I can see people who build a lot faster or know what they're doing can definitely make a lot more money than I was but I just didn't foresee it being how I was going to make all my money (laughs) Mm -hmm. when did that like when did that realization come in about the like
0: this I don't want to call it the switch, but the, Mm -hmm. you know, where content creation became maybe more of the business than the doing the work for somebody.
1: Well, definitely two years ago is when I started making more off of content than I did off of my client builds. Um, But I think the first time I ever got paid for stuff was like, when I actually heard people, um, getting paid, I was like, well, I'm going to get paid. And I wouldn't take a whole bunch of free tools and stuff in the beginning. Cause I was like, okay, I, I knew about marketing and I'm like, okay, I want to build my brand. I don't just want to take just free stuff because yeah. it's free stuff and it's cool. And I might need that, but is that the brand I want to work with? So I was very conscientious of, um, who I took stuff from and what I was going to use or need or the brand and who I wanted to represent which it's still hard because sometimes you just really want something (laughs) but um but I just knew and then once I knew that you could get paid for it I was like okay I need to build my business around that and so that came to okay well we need to grow our following so that more people recognize you and and what do I want to stand for who do I want to represent those kind of things
0: mm-hmm did it what was the did you or do you I guess blog as well or did you ever so is that where that kind of started the like the content piece was around like your blog
1: yes so it started around my blog so my blog was very I was like okay I know I need to do this and have a website but then again that was a slow start so I got the name and I was like all gung-ho and then I'm like I don't know how to blog (laughs) <laughs> what do I talk about? How do I write? What the heck is all this stuff? So I would do one here or there. And um probably where it really started was um I built a shiplap paltry bench and for a, and that was so popular. Everybody loved it. It was my best piece, probably might still be my most popular on my website for sure. Mm-hmm. Um piece. And about a year later, I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna make build plans. I'm gonna make build plans for these. I made some build plans. They started selling and it was like, oh, oh, I can make money. I can make money off my website, off of my stuff. And then I only had to make that build plan one time. Right now it can, it's five years later and it's still selling, you know? And so that was a, that was a cool realization for my blog and for stuff that's mine. And then from there it was incorporating then brands to write those blog posts and, Mm -hmm. um, share my projects and then it just came super cool when you see people use your plans or go on your blog and they recreate stuff that you designed and that you made it's just like okay that's cool (laughs) I want and and, and they say thank you for the plans you know I couldn't have built this without these plans or they make modifications to it or they make it better than you made it and it's just it's just really cool to see and it's rewarding
0: yeah I mean that's the one route like which is Odd for me. So, a little bit of my background is like I went, I got my bachelor's degree in manufacturing technology, and how I paid my way through college was with drafting jobs, AutoCAD and like 3D modeling and stuff. So, I did that, and like I'm still super proficient in it. However, like I've never, it's odd to me, like I've never been drawn to making things that lend themselves to plans. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like you follow yeah, it, me, and none mm-hmm. of like. How do you make a plan for a power carving piece? I, right. If I ever figure that out,
1: I might. You're like, a start pitch. with this block, Yes. and then go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have yes, ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm. I just never gravitated towards making things that were like where it's like there's steps to it there's like mm-hmm. a cut list to it you know the whole thing and which is just really odd to me because it's like I have this whole skill set it clearly can make money it paid my way through college like
1: they yeah. <laughs> should be doing well, you're, this you're definitely probably more on the artistic side so yeah. I was more on the the functionality side because i was like okay i want to nest i want to make my house pretty so what do i need i need a coffee table i need a dining table i need this so it starts with those boxes and then now that i've gotten into some power carving and stuff like that it's like okay well, how can i make these boxes more pretty and right add these textures <laughs> and do all these things to them so yeah so like
0: just to like stay on this thing with the plans are you still putting out plans then to pieces like now
1: yes so i just my latest one was the counter how counter height stools my goal is to get a new one new plan a month um i think i did 10 last year so i think i was pretty close to that goal um but i just keep it's again it's fun to see people using them and it's something i make it the one time and i can continue making money on it down the road and yeah it's kind of like a passive income Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, though, are you starting to incorporate
0: like with those plans things about like suggestions of adding texture or like that kind of stuff or do you keep the plans like just this is how you build the thing.
1: (laughs) Um, I do add suggestions. So I made like, um, the bubbly bar cabinet was probably the first textured piece that I did. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, here's this. And then these are the burrs that, and I just carved it and gave a little, you know, it was a step in the plan. So it wasn't like I had a blog post and a YouTube video that gives more detail on the carving part of it. But in the plans, it was like, okay, now this is what my design was and, and how to do it and the tools that I used. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done the uh, my king bed my bed that I have the headboard carved and so I'll give the same information on how what tools I've used the burrs and all so yeah I I think I I encourage people to do it because it just adds that extra special personality and touch to their piece and Mm -hmm. they can make it their own too right so
0: I'm thinking the time frame you said you started YouTube like two years ago so Mm -hmm. that's like pandemic era um and I'm yeah maybe um, two and a half yeah yeah I'm curious because like I think I think actually I've been on I think I've had YouTube longer than I have had Instagram and I started both like right around when I started the business Mm -hmm. um you know and I this isn't full-time so I've never been able to get up to like really Kicking out the content like yeah, it's a lot, hard. especially on YouTube. Like, Instagram is a little easier to click out like the short stuff, but like mm-hmm. long form video just it takes forever to edit all of that. Trust me, I know I'm not proficient <laughs> in it yet. <laughs> so, but I had only projects on there for a really long time before starting to add podcast stuff. But I noticed like I was doing okay, you know, for like a small YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit, and it went to like zero. Hmm. And I realized, like pretty much everybody, unless you were doing like home Reno stuff, like mm. almost everybody I've talked to, their YouTube went to like trickle, like right. a very small trickle. So I'm just, I wonder, did you feel the same, or did because you were creating furniture pieces, were you still getting like
1: decent? At the very beginning of the pandemic, so that's kind of like when I was ramping up like uh, YouTube. And what I know, I didn't notice that I had a couple of videos do very, very well,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the rest of them do barely anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much how my channel is right now yeah. is like I have like three videos like making it for me, and then the rest of them are just keep putting them out, keep putting them out. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning, so I, I didn't see any like super huge growth or anything during the pandemic on YouTube. I did notice like the, when the pandemic lockdown first happened, like yeah. I think in March or April or whatever it was, my plan sales skyrocketed. Yeah. So I had like three or four months where it was just like, you know, I'm making normally like $400 a month and it was like $1,200, you yeah. know? And you're like, cause people were just buying them and building stuff and doing things. And then that switched a year later they went way down because then lumber prices were up and then nobody was (laughs) buying anything to make anything so it it has been these weird swings throughout Mm -hmm. the pandemic for sure
0: yeah I mean given you're kind of like you know you're an entrepreneur and you're I mean you just learn on your feet anyways like how have you how have you been able to like pivot or plan during this kind of crazy time good question um (laughs) (laughs) it could be i have it
1: that's something i should really think about doing more often no (laughs) um i just kind of like make my plan and stick with it so i've had some instagram's been really you know, you you see people like grow super fast, right. And I've never like, I've got a great following on Instagram, but I've been a slow growth person. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never had any like really big jumps. I've had lulls. like actually 2021 was my slowest growing year on Instagram. I think I got less than 5,000 new followers Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it for seven years and I'm only at 70,000. So it's not like I've like, had some crazy fear right. or anything. Um, so I've just learned to just keep doing it, you know, mm-hmm. keep doing the stuff. And I'm still making sales. I'm still making brand deals and people are still making my furniture. And, you know, so it's like, you got to look at, you got to sometimes try not to look at everybody else, which yeah. is the hardest thing to do. Yep. And just look at like, what am I doing? I get to make cool stuff. I get to work on projects around my house. I'm still making money. And, you know, as long as you're still having fun, then that's what it's about. And you don't have to be, there's always going to be somebody who has yeah. higher numbers than you. So as much as it you can still see that, and it can be frustrating at times, just Enjoy, you know. It's always the same. Enjoy the journey. So enjoy the process, the everyday of Mm -hmm. it, and that's what you're gonna, you know, not the destination, and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I I I'm growing at like snail's pace, like (laughs) like half a snail's pace. (laughs) It's about. It's really about the hard (laughs) thing is it's about consistency. Yeah, and posting a lot regularly. And so when I first started, when I was growing the the fastest in the beginning, that's when I was posting two posts a day. Now I'm down to one post a day and I still miss days, but my goal is just one post per day. And, but I know if I were to ramp that back up to two posts per day, I'd probably start growing faster, but now my business has YouTube. Now it has a blog. Now it has plans. Now it has all sorts of stuff that it's just pretty much impossible Mm -hmm. to to make it all good and do that extra hey
0: makers today's episode is sponsored in part by toolmomstore.com at toolmomstore.com you can find any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders all sizes they've got mugs they've got shirts all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag would her on it. And I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well. Um, and also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast. At checkout, if you enter the code MAKERMOM, you will get a 20% discount off any of the merchandise that you buy. So that's just toolmomstore.com. All right, let's head back into the action. Well, and so I, I mean, I've followed you for a while, you know, and we met at Workbench Con. I don't even know what number, maybe like the second year, I think, is oh, when we wait, met in person. Uh-huh. Um So I've followed you for a while, but I would say, like, I didn't necessarily, like, seriously start consuming a lot of your content until TikTok, and I saw, like, the stuff you were putting out on TikTok, and then, I mean, I've seen the trickle, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen the crossover between the two, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: have you seen,
1: like, better success with TikTok? I was doing really good with TikTok um, for a while. And then I just completely stopped using TikTok because it was just, I can't handle doing one more thing. And so I've slowly been, my goal for this year is to get back into it and share the stuff over there. Mm -hmm. It was just, I was like, okay, if I can't do everything good, I'm just going to drop one thing for a while. And I'd rather do things, create the systems. I'm all about systems. So how -hmm. can I make this, easier, but still keep, you know, the quality yep. of stuff. So I, my goal again for this year is to learn how to batch content and get stuff planned ahead because I've always been the day of, Oh, here's yep. my post for today. Here's my <laughs> post for tomorrow, you know? Yep. And so then it's that stress of it's five o'clock. Have you posted yet? And yeah. it's like, and it's like your, my husband, we're getting dinner ready. And I'm like, Oh wait, babe, I've got to post right now. it's just like you're pushing people away and it's like putting something before that and it's like I don't want that feeling I want to have it you know before and then or make my create my post in the morning from the day before at least just something that I haven't been able to get into a rhythm yet
0: yeah no I I definitely feel that pain (laughs) like majorly I too I mean I still post on TikTok but it's like really far and few between. Um, and like I said, YouTube, you know, I post regularly on there just because I post the, um, podcast on my YouTube channel, okay. uh, for people to watch as well. But beyond that, like actual projects on there, I think I did one last yeah. year. Um, and I just decided I was like, like you, I was kind of like, okay, I think I was trying to like, oh, you need to have everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that was spreading me so thin and I don't feel like I was actually producing like good content that was like mm-hmm. valuable to anybody. Cause I was just trying to like throw stuff out there on yeah. everything. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on Instagram. Yeah. And, okay. and that's been beneficial. And so now it's like, okay, what have I learned from like all right. the trends in Instagram now I need to kind of relearn what's going on in the TikTok world and like Mm -hmm. you know those kind of things um because it's like yeah you can't do it you can't do it all especially when you're just one person
1: yeah yeah you can't do it all and it, yeah I don't know what was I thinking um Oh, and I I think with the, with content too, I'm definitely not a perfectionist. So that's one thing that I would say to people is, because there's some people, I don't want to start YouTube because my videos aren't going to be as good as so-and-so's. And, And, Mm -hmm. you know, I record all my YouTube videos on my iPhone. I edit on iMovie. I, you know, my videos aren't the best like cinematography, but if you want to come there to learn how to build this bench, you're going to learn how to build a bench, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's how I consume YouTube is I want to go there to learn something. I don't need to go there for the entertainment value per se. So I'm I'm learning. So I'm like, I just need to get content out there. And as I get used to making that, then I'm going to get better at telling the story. I'm going to get better at getting the extra shots and the B-roll and that kind of stuff. But to me, it's like I learn as I do. So I just have to go for it and be okay with this content not being, you know, what other people are doing <laughs> right
0: do you have you always aimed your content like from the start at teaching like have you always
1: felt like that's what you wanted to do with your content I think so it was more and I wouldn't even call it teaching it was more sharing okay because it was like okay I just did this this is what I learned or this didn't work but this did so it was I, I still have a hard time with Acting like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) So when people are like, well, you should teach a class, or when you actually come down to it, you should teach that. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still learning, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I feel like I'm more sharing what I'm doing and sharing how I do it. And with woodworking, there's so many different ways to do something, and everybody has their opinions on what's the right way or what's Mm -hmm. the wrong way. And to me, it was always about creating the thing and creating a piece that you like. So if you like it and it has pocket holes, it's an awesome piece. Mm -hmm. If you like it and it has dovetails, it's an awesome piece, you know? So it's just like finding what works for you. And I enjoy making stuff out of pocket holes. I enjoy challenging myself to have no hardware in a piece. I've done that a few times and I don't know making, yeah. So not really teaching. It's just trial and error sharing, But I do need to get better at owning that I know a lot more than I think I know and Mm -hmm. being, you know, being more confident and feeling that I can share that with people.
0: I guess, yeah, why do you think, why do
1: you feel like you don't know enough (laughs) to to share? (laughs) I think that's the comparison game. Like you're seeing so many other people and you're like, oh, well, they're doing it more awesome. And they made this and they made that, or they have this tool or they have this sponsor or they have that. And it's just like, sometimes you're just like, oh, there's just so much. And that's where a lot of times I have to step back and not consume as much content. Of everybody else's stuff and when I sit back and do me that's usually when my best pieces come because then it's something that I like and when you're building stuff that you like your audience I think really recognizes it even if it's not the best piece in the world just the way that you talk about it the way that you share it the excitement behind it gets people excited and um gets them interacting with you a lot more yeah. instead of like, Hey, I whipped out this bench and uh, who cares? I'm going to sell it tomorrow right. type thing. <laughs> then they don't care. But if it's this right. piece that's going in your house and love it, they're going to love it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: totally. So I have to ask because you know, I'm a power carving geek. So how did you
1: get, how did you get the bug to try it out? I had to, s- I don't even know who, like I was seeing carve, but I was like, oh, I want to try power carving. Power carving just seems cool. And then actually Sabretooth reached out to me. I don't know if they saw my stories of me talking about it mm-hmm. or what, but they, <laughs> they wanted to team up. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, let's team up. And so we teamed up on the actual bubbly bar cabinet. And from there, it was just like, yeah, this is cool. It's just like personality and mm-hmm. um. Sawdust everywhere. I hate yes. the mess, but I'm always messy if you're, <laughs> my shop is a mess right now, but, um, it's just, it's like, it's like art, you know, it's like building a piece of furniture can be art, but it's more functionality. Whereas the carving really is more of an expression or, you know, to each one of us, it's a little bit different. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people like it really perfect. Some people like it more organic and, it's just fun to play with, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just woods. So you can't really, you're not messing anything up per se. Right. You're <laughs> just like, if you mess up, there's another piece, go get more right. piece. And <laughs> and if, if it was supposed to be a circle, well now it's going to be a square because I right. messed up, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why I love
0: power carving. Like, you know, and so I had been, I've been power carving almost for five years.
1: It's awesome. And I
0: had, you know, all the tools um, and the burrs and everything. And I was using it all for shaping and getting certain shapes. Um, but I saw the like adding texture with the burrs by you first, the bubble. Oh, cool. And I was like, mm-hmm. why did I never think of this?
1: <laughs> the texture to me is just the best see I'm I'm more of the texture than I am the shaping and the carving part of it because that to me is like I've tried to do like a tiki mask and stuff like that and it's just my brain doesn't necessarily go into 3d images to be able to carve that and so I definitely need to do more like abstract type carvings because I do have that plan for this year I want to do um, a few of those type of things and just try it and see what I come up with. And if it's a pile of woo, yep. and it is, <laughs> but it's real pretty when it burns. I'll right. Like at the end of the YouTube video fire. Yes. yes. <laughs> but but it, you got to try it. Cause you know, yep. if you don't try it and just think, Oh, I could never make that. Then you could never make that but if right. you try it and you mess up, you might try again and you can get there. So, that's that's what it's all about. <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, you know, now that I've tried texture, like I'm basically obsessed. Like there's going to be texture on everything. everything.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's what I look at with all my pieces. I'm like, oh, I make a candle holder, it needs texture. That's it needs texture. That <laughs> <But> texture. <laughs> I like the shelves I just made it wasn't I didn't carve them but I used a wire wheel and I was like okay I need to add some texture to these because it can't just be smooth (laughs) who likes smooth stuff so yes I definitely feel that and I
0: would say like just so you know I have so I've been power carving for five years it took me a very very long time of that five years to be able to see the full piece before carving it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to make it in, you know, to know like what I wanted to make it into. Yeah. Um and I, I think that just comes with with time. Still all of my pieces are like definitely super abstract. Mm-hmm. Like I, the one thing I have never tried because I'm scared to death is like figurative work. Like I watch mm-hmm. like Cecilia you know she does Mm -hmm. she started doing some of the like trying to do like she did like the Grinch and stuff like that yeah like I just I can't like I'm so terrified because I'm like no because then there's something out there in the world you can compare this to
1: and tell that I suck (laughs) see, I go by like, what do I like? What would I put in my house? Like, you know, her Grinch was amazing, but it's also something that I'm not going to put in my house. And that's okay. That's what I have to think about with furniture. When I was building it, it's like, okay, that piece is awesome, but I would never put that in my house. That's right. why you see, I don't work with a lot of hardwoods or like people are all excited about figured wood. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like that stuff <laughs> and how it looks. I like the more plain, whatever yeah. woods. And so that's why I'm in power carving. It came really cool because it's like, I like the plain, like I use a lot of alder, mm-hmm. but if I add texture to it, I like the texture, but I don't necessarily like the grain movement in yeah. a lot of wood. Yeah. So it's like, It's just finding you and what you like. And that's the cool thing about woodworking because there's spot for everybody, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So many ways to do it. So many species, so many techniques and Mm -hmm. you just find you. And it it makes me think back um, when starting the business, it was like, okay, I want it to be build loud, build wild. And that was the wild was, you don't have to follow the rules. You don't have to do it the same way that everybody else is doing it just be you. And if it makes you happy, then go for it. So don't let anybody make you do it a certain way. So that was loud. And then wild was just like, be proud of it, share it, you know, use the loud colors, juice, you know, this is who I am. This is how I do it and Mm -hmm. like it. And I think, I think that's where with, um, with sharing it, I don't, um, I have gotten like, a lot of people talk about how they get a lot of hate on Instagram or people mansplaining and stuff. And it's like, to me, I'm like, Nope, this is how I do it. And this is how it is. And so I rarely get um, people doing that because it's just like, this is who, this is how I do it. This is why I do it. This makes me happy. Pocket holes are cool. This is cool. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Um, And it's okay to be, to be, do it your way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like, do you feel like you
0: straddle the like two worlds, like a DIY world and then like
1: woodworker world? Do you feel like you're kind of like fitting in between both of those? I do because I felt like when I first started, I wanted to nest. So that's more of a DIY world, right? Mm-hmm. But then I started making furniture and people like and do the wood- more hardcore woodworking yes. stuff. And actually my, my more woodworking stuff does better with my audience and my DIY stuff, but I want to do DIY stuff because I want that. I still haven't completely fully nested. Right. My house <laughs> isn't exactly how I want it. So <laughs> I'm like, that's another reason I called, called myself the awesome orange was because when I first started, I had no idea if I was going to be good at any of this stuff. And I just wanted to be able to, I don't want to be Sadie's woodworks and yeah. be like, I don't do woodwork and I just do DIY. I wanted it to be just about my journey and building awesome stuff and that was another reason because I did um I was like everybody had titles like when you first start Instagram and your profile and it's like well I'm a woodworker I'm a DIYer I'm a this I'm a that and that's where I kind of came up with woodworker because I'm like I'm not a fine woodworker am I even a woodworker because you know I'm not doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and so I was like well I'm a woodworker and I build awesome stuff out of wood. So that can be DIY, it can be anything. And it just kind of gave me more of a confidence. Like I have my space, this is what I am and I can do whatever the heck I want within that. And then it also came to give other people that and make it feel cool that women can do the, you know, build stuff, you know? right? And and I never felt unwelcome in the woodworking community by men. And they've always gave me great tips, but that, that was just my way of being like, I want other women to know that it's cool and it's very rewarding and that they want to try it and they can do it. And even yeah. if it's just them not waiting for their husband to hang up a picture, right? You know? Cause I'm like, why in the heck are you waiting for him? Do it yourself. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that they do it for you. Don't get me wrong, right. but don't, you don't have to, if yeah. you don't want to. And you can, you can, you can learn how to use a hammer and a drill and saw and all that kind of stuff and go for it. I feel like, I mean, especially
0: through this, this podcast over the years, I've really learned, I guess, about like, they are kind of different worlds and like Mm -hmm. different, they're made up of different people. (laughs) Um, And so like, I definitely feel like, you know, in the DIY space, Like, I I feel like women are just as equally like represented, um, versus like woodworking, especially like fine woodworking is. They're still hugely underrepresented, let alone any other, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. you know, diversification from like the old white guy. Beyond that, like there's just not a lot, Um, Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's why. Do you feel like I'm curious if, if you feel like you have maybe had the responses you've had in the social media spaces, like, do you feel like you're seen as more of a DIY type space in, in the sense of, like, you are self-taught, right? You, it's not like Mm. you went to, like, school to be a fine worker or whatever. Um, Mm. do you think, like, other people put you in the category and, and therefore,
1: like, You don't get as mansplained. Um, So put me more in the category of a DIYer. Yeah. Um, Now, actually, I think more people think of me as a woodworker because that's, and I only say that just because more of those posts do better and more of my teaching woodworking stuff does better Mm -hmm. than when I show DIY content. And that's the only reason. Um, And you know, and I do see that the category of more fine woodworking and stuff is like you said, the old bike guy or whatever. But yeah. you know what? I don't like that kind of furniture and I don't like yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. that doesn't bother me. They can right. have it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the things that I think look cool and, right. and build them the way that I like them and you know I have my space and I'm okay with that so if people like fine woodworking then go f- I you know yeah. I say go for it and make those pieces no matter who you are yeah um, but I'm just gonna nope. make the things that I want because I like them right I mean yeah I'm kind of with you I'm
0: not <laughs> I mean that's that's why I struggled I mean I, I've always enjoyed working with wood like mm-hmm. always no matter how I'm doing you know like whether it's more of like a traditional method of making furniture or my power mm-hmm. carving method, like I've always liked that, but I did always struggle. You know, in the time that I did take some like official woodworking classes and stuff, mm-hmm. I was always the person. It was like, okay, you are supposed to make this rectangular thing, and I'm like, how? How can I make it curved? <laughs> like, how yeah. can I like? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just not my like like mm-hmm. shaker style furniture and stuff. I was like, that's just not me. Like right. I do not like, I don't dig it. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. So it's like, make, make what makes you happy. Yeah. And, and if what, like, you no, know, but it's funny. Cause I will go from making, you know, an all woodworking piece to let's do an Ikea hack. Yeah. And you know what, that makes me happy because you know, I don't have all the money in the world. Like I told you, we were, you know, struggling and growing a business and it's like, and I still want to nest. So it's like, I don't have a ton of money or time to sit here and make this thing complete. But if I go buy some Ikea cabinets and then I, you know, dazzle them up and make them pretty, that makes me happy. And it was cost-effective and it was um, time, the time worked with my schedule Then I'm going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, It's not about a P in some of those posts to do my best. So those might be the DIYer side peeking through, but, um, those are on YouTube or yeah, those on you, the Ikea hacks on YouTube do the best. So not necessarily on Instagram. So it's like, what platform are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you just, it just goes back to me. It's like, do what makes you happy fits within your budget with the tools that you have, because like now I have a whole bunch of big tools, whereas starting out, I didn't even know what these tools were called or that they yeah. existed. So, um, but I still made awesome stuff back then. And right. so that's what I want to convey to other people is you don't have to have all this stuff. And that's a kind of a cool thing about, um, power carving in the, we make sawdust challenge that we started with Sabretooth is I wanted to get people like you can have one tool, you could have a little Dremel with a couple of burrs and a piece of wood and you can make something really cool right and have it as a creative outlet you don't have to make these big sculptures and pieces mm-hmm. and and we all start with that one tool so mm-hmm. let's get people trying it and and not the, and they'll enjoy it you know yeah yeah absolutely I mean I've enjoyed watching um others
0: uh get into it like even the last one you did and like, I had a super hard time choosing between, like, Carla and Hadil, like, mm-hmm. both their pieces were just, like, phenomenal. Yeah, um, it was so close, the votes yeah. were,
1: like, within <laughs> under 10 votes separating yeah. them. It was nuts.
0: <laughs> I don't doubt it, because, yeah, both their pieces, uh, you know, are amazing, and I think that's what I've really loved seeing, and, like, I appreciate, I guess, about you using your platform in that way just because like I said I mean I've been I've been power carving and sharing for five years and um, like Cecilia has been doing it for a long time and sharing too and you know not that I don't think we don't inspire people but I definitely feel like when you started your challenges and stuff I've definitely seen more women pick it up and that is just like so awesome to me because Mm -hmm. I think it is something that's like actually more accessible than like some of the bigger tools like Mm -hmm. I think it's way more accessible to feel comfortable and confident using a die grinder with some carving burrs than it is like a table saw I just think that's, (laughs) that's just something that's more accessible and I think um I think it's just so much more enjoyable too, um, you know, then I'm not one who's gonna wanna like sit there and cut a bunch of the stuff on the table saw all day long, but mm-hmm. I get to get covered in sawdust yeah. with, you know,
1: my die grinder, I'm like all about that, yeah. so. Yeah, it's just an introduction to me. It's like, you gotta try stuff. And if it's a, it's an easy way, it's a friendly challenge so that, um, you know, You got the competition that usually gets people going a little bit. You're going to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I know the two things that I did, it was like, okay, I got to make something with them too. What am I going to make that's cool? What am I going to make that's going to really showcase these things? And um, yeah, it's just, it's super fun. And it's so fun interacting and collaborating with the other people. And then the behind the scenes of talking to them and the lives, it just really creates a community of people that are sharing their projects and sharing Mm -hmm. techniques. And um, it just makes it a lot more fun buildings. You know, I'm, I like to work by myself, but at the same time, it's so much fun to have those friends Mm -hmm. to talk to about it and, you know, talk to you about work because most people don't want to listen to you about content creation and blogging (laughs) and YouTube. They're like, i have no idea what you're talking about right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really nice to have people to do that with. That, that includes
0: spouses right yeah. like i yeah, still have was... to like encourage mine to be like go on and like my shit so other yeah.
1: people will like say it
0: my husband doesn't have an
1: instagram account i don't think he's ever watched a youtube video so i was <laughs> just like whatever <laughs> not doing it for you i'm doing it for me that's right <laughs> Oh, are you gonna be attending workbench fun i will be there yes okay. so i'm i'm excited i love to go and see everybody mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just excited to see people <laughs> <I know. laughs> but you know it, it goes right back to the woodworking friends and people that can relate you know yes. so we work by ourselves all the time but those last two years we've Oscar, Oscar <laughs> knocking over stuff, um, but even more so the last two years. Yeah, it's been like alone working by yourself. So it'll be yeah. nice to get out, and it makes it feel real. I always get inspired and get a pump of energy, and mm-hmm. and I really, I think we all need that and can use that. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, same here. I mean, I feel like most of us
0: who do this stuff are probably naturally like introverted people mm-hmm. um like we appreciate working by ourselves yeah um but that's not to say it's like I still enjoy being around real people <laughs> like you. Mm-hmm. you know outside of just like conversations and the dms on instagram
1: or right whatever that might be um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure it's nice to have real friends to talk to about <laughs> yes. whatever
0: it is well, I will be there as well, and I'll be doing a power carving demo again, hey. so um, you should definitely, like, stop in, especially if you want to try out a few different um, tools, because I'll be bringing my Mampa um, okay. uh, attachment,
1: so if you want to, like, send something Yeah, some definitely. Ch- yeah. <laughs> I definitely have this year. I'm going to try out some different, different stuff and, you know, kind of grow in that realm and mm-hmm. see what see what's out there so i'm excited about it and i'm excited (laughs) about we're bringing back the we make sawdust challenge this time it's going to be in april so i'm excited to figure out what that challenge is going to be so if any (laughs) of you guys have any suggestions of what we should challenge everybody to build um i'm open to that we're definitely going to try this this one to be a beginner Mm -hmm. beginner project and um, cause once again, it's just getting people to try it. It doesn't right. matter like who's got, I mean, it's nice and fun to see, oh, who's got this fanciest, whatever at right. the end, but it's also the whole goal is to get people to try it. So I really want to get some beginners in there that have never tried it and, um, it should be really good. I'm excited. So besides the,
0: like you, obviously you're creating different challenges. I, I'm just curious, do you participate in any of the other like challenges out there, like builder challenge or any of those?
1: No, I haven't. I've wanted to, I think I did like the very first, like when they called it the Instagram, whatever yeah. thing, um, but I don't think I finished it on time <laughs> because I'm slow. <laughs> and, and then after that, it's always been, I didn't have time because I needed to make something that was going to make me money, whether it was right. be a client project or a brand project or whatever. So I've never had the freedom to, or extra time. Cause to me, it's been a job and not yeah. just for fun. So it would be fun to do that, but that's, I don't know if it's nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's my piece. Judge me. Yes, (laughs) hard enough just, I'm like against somebody else. Whereas when you put out a piece that you make and you're like asking for likes on Instagram, I mean, that's hard enough to ask for likes there. But when you're against somebody else, so I I think it's really cool that when people do that and I really try to make it so everybody, you you know, if you try it, you're already winning in my book. So it's just about- putting yourself out there and doing it and even though it's weird you're gonna grow from it and it's gonna be fun you know right that's what I want it to be anyway I mean I'm definitely I'm definitely with you like I have
0: not participated in any of the like different types of like challenges or you know competitions out there and like I watch them I enjoy seeing what people like make from them mm-hmm. unfortunately it's it's one of those things it's like I want to participate but I don't know especially because I you know don't do this full-time yet it's like the time I do have for making something has to go towards like a sponsored project or Mm -hmm. like something I'm making for somebody that they're paying me to make like it has to be towards something um you know like that and then If it's not, then it's going to be something for my own home.
1: Like it's not, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's not something random. And that's kind of like with the, with the challenge is I want, I've been trying to get more and more brands on and create better prizes because, you know, I know it's a challenge, but people are taking time and they're building this thing. And I know it's fun and all, but it's still work. So I want to make sure that they're, they're getting something out of it. I'm getting something out of it. We're all growing. We're all learning. Mm -hmm. um, And we all have a good time. So definitely got some plans for that more to Mm -hmm. encourage people to participate and make it worth everybody's time and, and just be fun for everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, Totally. Well, we're
0: towards the end of our time. Okay. yeah, so I want to give you oh, a I chance.
1: Passed.
0: It did, see? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to give you a chance though to let
1: people know all the varied ways to find you and follow along with you. Now you can find me at the awesome orange on Instagram, YouTube, my blog, TikTok, Facebook. And hopefully that's it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but the awesome orange, you can pretty much find me on all the places. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So again, that was Sadie May of The Awesome Orange. I'll include the links on how you can... Find Sadie and follow along with all the work that she is doing in the show notes for today's episode. The best places to find that is check the description of the episode on your podcast app. If you are watching this on YouTube, then check the description box down below. And lastly, you can head on over to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcast and find the show notes for today's episode as well as all the previous episodes. Make sure again to follow along with the podcast over on Instagram at Crafting and Revolution. And while you're over there, you can say hi to me at Freeman Furnishings, because when I am not uh, chatting it up with amazing makers, you can find me designing and making furniture and home decor and doing shop dances at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings on Instagram and TikTok. Those are where you'll find me the most frequently. Alright, so we will have two new live episodes. Um next week. In the meantime, as always, let's go craft a revolution. She, her, and got something they wanna say. Solution for the toxic masculinity! Pollution is the constant evolution. Of-